Hi, Shingen Lawson. I'm CEO and president of Thor Explorations. Thor is a West Africa-focused gold producer. We've just completed our first calendar year of gold production in Nigeria. Our first gold mine and coincidentally the first large-scale gold mine in Nigeria. Um, last year we produced uh, 98,000 ounces, which was at the top end of our guidance. And we continue to explore in Nigeria, uh, where we expect uh, there's going to be significant growth potential for the company. We have a second project in Senegal, where we announce a maiden resource in 2021. We're updating our resource this year and hoping to get to a preliminary feasibility study in Q4 this year. Second project in our portfolio that we believe we can build organically. We're listed on both the TSXV, Toronto, and the AIM markets of the London Stock Exchange. Shagan, thank you very much for the introduction. Good to see you again after um, quite a hiatus where I haven't seen you in person, but it's our first time talking on Crux. Um, so much to talk about today, but um, let us first talk about the news release of this week because it's probably at the top of your mind. You've kind of pull, pulled up some pretty gaudy uh, drill core. Could you tell us kind of um, about that, please? Yeah. So, um, I mean, to, uh, to put this news release in perspective, um, there has been a, a 24-month buildup of exploration outside the Segler mine pit. Um, we've always known how high-grade of perspective Segler is, but we've always had an inkling that there's been other exploration targets around us that are key to extending the, the mine life um, and systematically and persistently explored through um, soil geochemistry, organ geochemistry, trenching, ground geophysics. We've built an exploration team. And um, prior to this press release, our last press release was how we had restated our debt facility with the Africa Finance Corporation. That enabled us to free up cash that was supposed to be it had huge covenant and restrictions uh, previously, but after having paid down half our debt in 2022, we freed up cash where we could really accelerate exploration, uh, which our first priority would be to weapon prospects. And sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but um, if if you were constrained by the AFC um, and you and you've just been building a mine, I mean, you built the mine, um, you put your first. Um, Paul was in 2021 and your first full year was 2022 um, and we had COVID and the pandemic right through that and were you able to maintain exploration um, you know through that period? Yes we were we were able to maintain exploration but not at the rate at which we wanted to not at the rate where we could look at bringing in resources in time for this my life and you know to to understand what I, I mean by saying we were constrained by by our debt facility was you know it was very front-ended we paid back pretty much half our debt in our first calendar year of operation we had to put a cash support account in place a debt service replaced uh reserve account in place so there was you know over 12 million dollars of cash that we had to lock in an account and not do anything with um so these these things were um for a company that had growth aspirations were restrictive we demonstrated to the afc um, the, the strong cash generation of the project and our ability to pay back on time. And we significantly de-risk their facility by paying back so much in the first year that they were comfortable with uh, restating the facility, removing the covenant and uh, spreading the, the balance of the payments over the next 24 months. Coming back to that phrase, growth aspirations, obviously your balance sheet as you go through your 
um, the next year and the year after that will strengthen. So you should be having growth in free cash flow and growth in um, on on the treasury side of things. But um, the 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 flip side of of an of a gold mine, of course, is depletion of your resource. You've got a mine life of I think five and a half years. Is that right? Um, and so you'll be wanting to add to that mine life by converting exploration targets into resources and then into reserves um, so that you can maintain that growth profile. That's exactly right. So we have a short mine life, but you know we're a first mover in a country that hasn't had significant exploration potential um, investment and certainly hasn't had significant exploration with modern exploration techniques. So when you compare us with a lot of our West African peers, you know, the Burkinas or the Ivory Coast or the Ghanas or even Senegal, when there is that existing data where you know the Burimia, where you know the orientation of the various uh, mineralized structure, we didn't have that in Nigeria. So it has been a case of learning from Segnola, extrapolating, you know, in the region, looking at other gold ground treating, historic maps, looking at where the artisanals have mined historically and taking it from there. And that's been a painstaking process since 2017. Uh, we managed to define nine drill targets, prioritize them. Uh, at the top of the list was these Western prospects, which we finally started drilling now. And the first set of results have come back in, and we've been really thrilled with the first set of results. And it, the Western prospects are 15 kilometers away from um, Segalola, so easy trucking distance. Exactly. So the... To understand the Western targets, we have been defining drill targets over the last, you know, four or five years, um, systematically and painstakingly working through them. You know, we've been in a jurisdiction where there hasn't been the same data you would get in a uh, in a West in a West African peer, such as a Ghana or Burkina or Senegal or Mali. Um, so a lot of this. Um, Target generation has been through learning, learning what we have in Stangalola, extrapolating elsewhere in the area and understanding the geology. And that finally culminating in uh, nine drill targets, which we've prioritized. Right at the top of the priority list was Western targets. And we couldn't have been happier with the initial set of results. Uh, because they hang together over a strike length or just because, I mean, I know, I know you've got those two meters of super, super high grade, but what in particular uh, do you like about it? Is it the way that it's, yeah, is it hanging together, or is it just the high grades, or, or a combination of the two? It's it's hanging together. Uh, at surface, we had initially defined a soil anomaly. Uh, we had seen it in the auger drill results. We'd seen it in the trenches. Uh, we've seen uh, the orientation of the structures, which were confirmed by the drilling. And when we drilled, uh, you know, at the various depths, um, there was continuity. And in our deepest drill hole, where we got the super high grade, we drilled underneath that, and we've intersected the structure with assay results pending there as well. So, you know, it's it's a, an excellent tick in the box for a first pass. What happens now? Uh, do you leave one rig uh, on those Western prospects? Do you leave one rig drilling that out and trying to bring that into a, uh, a resource category? Have you got enough information yet to say you're going to dedicate a program to turning that into an extra, whatever it is, 20, 50, 100,000 ounces? Um, or are you going on to test other project um, target areas along the trend? So we, we haven't got enough information just yet. So our initial phase is 3,000 meters of drilling. So once we complete that 3,000 meters, 
depending on the results there, it may justify putting a second rig there and have two rigs drilling away to get to that major resource. Like I say, we have uh, eight other targets apart from this. Uh, the plan is whilst this is being advanced, we will be doing initial drill programs on all eight targets through the course of the year. Okay. T typically, uh, one of the best places to explore is outside or on the edges of an existing mine. And you, you spoke about uh, expanding the resource at the Segalella open pit. So presumably you've got, an, you've got a, another rig in parallel working that, um, that beat. That's correct. You know, we have a, a number of rigs uh, in the pit doing grade control. Um, they're easily, and uh, we have flexibility in what we use the rigs for. Um, initial uh, programs with those pits will be to try and deepen the pit, and then also putting in a couple of deeper drill holes, um, looking at uh, creating more um, data and having a deeper look and uh, getting more confidence in the underground where we had an initial preliminary economic assessment that so that's also going on as well. Uh, but if we were to prioritize between a satellite open pit and an underground, it may actually be quicker to bring in a satellite open pit. So these are all great decision uh, problems to have in a, in a few months' time. Uh, both programs are going on. And then once we get the, uh, the full set of results back from both programs, we can evaluate and then start making our decisions. Your strongly cash flow um cash flow positive at the moment so you um if you paid down half of your debt and you've got 28 million dollars left um am i right in thinking that you paid 28 million dollars of debt down last year that's correct yes um so you've got this uh, uh, an ongoing exp uh, um expenditure you you can fund your exploration out of cash flow you've got the flexibility to do some uh, around your existing resource around your existing reserve and also explore within uh, within the Western targets, or, the, or the, the nine other targets that you mentioned, which may not just be in the Western targets. That's correct. You know, we're, we're in a position we haven't been in ever before. You know, we when we actually built this mine, you know, we we never had the massive treasury war chest to carry out a significant exploration program. Um, now we're generating strong cash flow. We're able to um, deploy a lot more cash, particularly as we've restated the balance of our debt. It frees up a lot more cash this year. And it gives us the ability to explore um, targets that we've been quietly confident about over the last couple of years, but never had the resources to do that. So we're extremely excited by the rest of this year and the exploration aspect of the business, because we think, you know, we are a, a gold producer and generating strong cash flow. But in terms of the bigger picture, we still see ourselves as a, a growth company. And these are very good opportunities to implement that growth strategy. Uh, and I know you're a growth company, but just on a, on a cash flow multiple, let's say you, um, um, what, what's your kind of cash flow multiple at the moment in terms of your market capitalization to your cash flow generation? I mean, we, we have a market cap probably about $140 million US. Um, and let's say over the next three years at $1,800 gold, we should be generating you know, around about $320 million of free cash. Okay. So you're, you're, not, you're not far off one times cash flow. I mean, extraordinary. That, that, that's a really, um, I, uh, maybe not quite, but you're not, not far off in, in, in the ballpark. And if the gold price pops a bit, then you'll certainly be there. Good. Let's cast, um, can we just um, hop over uh, a little bit of West Africa and go to Senegal? And, and could you um, tell me about the Duta project, uh, where you've got to on that process and um, what your budgets are for this year, financial and also kind of drill commitments. 
So with the data project, we our first major milestone was in late 2021, which was a maiden resource. And that was 730,000 ounces weighing at 1.53 grams per ton. Um, last year, in addition to the maiden resource, or should I say further to the maiden resource, we drilled 25,000 meters. And that included um, some of the best drill results we've ever had in Senegal, which we press released in December, um, which showed significant widths of uh, mineralization and much higher grades in certain areas. We're very excited by that. But I think uh, key to point out in Duta is we've never ever historically closed this resource out at depth. It's still a relatively shallow resource with a very long strike length, seven kilometers. And in addition to that, we have, I think, three satellite discoveries, which we're looking to infill. We have Sambara, we have Mansa, and we have what we call uh, Makosa East. Um, so all those programs uh, are looking to add into a centralized pit, which is the, the main Makosa uh, deposit. And uh, the, all the results we got last year from the 25,000 meters are being fed into a resource update, which we're looking to get out in the next couple of weeks. Um, and the, the, the main objective of this resource update is to upgrade the categorization of most of the results from, from inferred into indicated, but also at extensions of the strike length, increase the total global resource as well. So, um, and that's where the satellite deposits and are also extending the main deposit, um, along strike. Um, and then after the update of the resource, we actually, we've actually kicked off a, a 40,000 meter drill program, which is the largest drill program we've ever done in Duta. And that program is really to get us to a preliminary feasibility stage at the end of the year. Uh, and that will include infill across pretty much all our, our targets. It would also include the metallurgy um, testing and also geotech drilling. So we have all this data that will enable us to start making commercial and economic decisions on the digital project. I'm um, having um, once taken a project into production, which is what you've done, uh, you now know what you need to do to avoid the bottlenecks. No, you're not, um, in a sense, you're not preparing a rep um, this this asset for, for sale or for, for someone else to do it. If, if you have to do it yourself, you know uh, absolutely what the key uh, requirements are for you to get it right, um, or even, let's say, even more right the, the second time around. Is, is, is that a fair comment? That's exactly right. You know, we've, we've just built a mind. We have the mind building experience. We have the mind building team. We have an EPC contractor we get on very well with, and they're strategically also a, a small shareholder with us. Um, and also, you know, we have an EPC contractor that we we brainstormed and problem solved with at Segulolo right from preliminary feasibility study through to the construction and gold pool. So we think we're very well positioned to replicate what we've done in Nigeria and Senegal. We hope to do so. Going back to the kind of the the, the drilling at Duta, you say that you've. Um... Your main resource of 730,000 ounces, and you've now got a strike length of seven kilometers. Um, how much did your maiden resource cover of that of that seven kilometers? Oh, sorry. I, I meant the main, the strike length of the main resource is seven kilometers. Yeah. Um, but was the 730,000 ounces across all of the seven kilometers? Yes, it was. So in addition to that seven kilometers, we have satellite uh, discoveries, Sambara, yeah. we have Mansa, we have Makosa East. Uh, which we're looking to bring into the resource category this year after drilling, after the drilling program last year. And that's also will 
include some of the 40,000 meters of drilling which we're doing this year. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get my head around it because seven kilometers for 730,000 ounces um, is suggested it's very kind of um, long and thin, um, kind of a, a single narrow body is kind of spread over seven kilometers. Is, is, uh, am I understanding it right? It's so it, it's not quite uh, so narrow and thin. There's a lot of pinch and swell. There's some areas that are 16 meters wide. There's some areas that are 25 meters wide. But um, right where you're you're correct, why it, it seems so long is because we've only drilled down to an average depth of about 60 meters. So you know, conventionally, if we were going down to 150, 200 meters and seven kilometers, we'd expect much more. That's something we can come back to once we know what the metallurgy is looking like in the future. But our priority now was to see how many ounces we could get um, at a shallow level, um, how much of the oxide we can continue to incorporate in the total resource, and then also how much of the satellite deposits we can incorporate into the into the total resource. And so is that 50 to 60 meters, is that all oxide? Have you effectively drilled down to the base of oxidation? No, no, no. We, the, the oxide is only to 30 meters, so we've drilled into the transition okay. and it's fresh. But also there's a, a large component of oxide for the whole strike length of the seven kilometers. Okay. So um, the, the fresh starts at 50 or 60 meters. And so it's oxide for 30 meters and then a transition zone. Yeah. And then the, the, the fresh, the transition isn't that bit of that um, wide. So I would say the, the fresh is probably from 40 meters. Okay. Does this feel like a kind of a similar scale to Segalola? Is this is is this likely to be another kind of um, seventy to hundred thousand ounce potential? Um, or d- when you when you when you speak to the geologists, do they say, "Back off, Shagan, back off, boss. We don't want to build this yet. We need to um, explore this. This has got the opportunity to, or the chance to be something bigger." You know, how does how does that conversation go? What does it feel like? Look, that's the that's the constant uh, debate with uh, geologists. Um, but what we do feel like, and back in the envelope, we do think we've got something ounce for ounce bigger than what we have in Sangalola, uh, albeit it's a much lower grade. You know, we're truly blessed with grade in Sangalola at, at four grams per ton. Um, here yeah. we're looking between 1.5, 1.6 grams per ton here. So it's a, it's a completely different type of resource. It's more bulk tonnage, low grade, uh, probably a longer mine life as well. And in terms of ounces, bigger than what we have in Nigeria. Okay, thank you. Do you know? Do you have a kind of a budgetary commitment to uh, do to this year? I mean, I mean, obviously you've you've budgeted the forty thousand meters of extra. You've got the studies which are ongoing. Um, you've you've probably got wrapped your head around the number. I don't know if it's public or not, but kind of ballpark. Yeah, you know, ballpark between three and four million dollars. Okay, thank you. And presumably, drilling in Senegal is quite cheap. And are you doing mostly uh, RC reverse? We're doing both drilling. RC and diamond and. You know, obviously for the Met and the geotech, we'll be using a, a diamond drill. Okay, good. So effectively, you've got a new um, mineral resource estimate coming out in a couple of weeks, and then you go, you'll be incorporating the majority of the 40,000 meters into the MRE3, which will be later in the year. So you've really got to get a shifty on to get those meters drilled, the, the assays back, the, uh, the, the, the core interpreted, all of the data uh, included the resource model built, the block model built, and 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 that will then feed into the 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 third mineral resource estimate. That's correct. Yes, it's, it's a, a very busy time for us um, with what's going on in Nigeria and what's going on in Senegal. When you talk about a pre-feasibility study, surely that's not possible this year. Or, or are you aiming? Are you are you pushing the guys for a? Sorry, sorry. Are you um um? 
a PEA? Are you looking to get a PEA out this year? No, no. We think we can leapfrog a PEA and and push to do a uh, a PFS, a pre-feasibility study, before the end of the year. Um, look, we've kicked off a, a number of the sub studies. You know, the environmental stuff. We uh, a lot of the drilling we're doing is infill as well. We would have all of the drilling completed before the rainy season. Um, so look, it's 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 going to be a a, a a push, but we believe we can do it, and that's what we're aiming for. So a, a PFS in twenty twenty three. Wow, wow, um, punchy, um, good. I, it's it's so nice to hear all this kind of operational stuff happening on the ground. Um, you you've mentioned some of the challenges of operating in Nigeria, as in not having the data there. Obviously, it's a it, it's a country which is so used to lots of industrial activity, given the the massively advanced oil and gas industry um and the cement plants and the, you know it's a huge country with, with with a real kind of engine of growth there has it been a challenge getting started as the kind of the first commercial miner in uh in nigeria or is there enough of a heritage from there kind of the the, the colonial days the tin mines and the and the gold mines um for it just to be part of the culture no, I would I would certainly say there have been lots of challenging elements. You know, it's been a learning process for us, but it's not just a learning process for us. It's also been a learning process for the for the country and for the the various ministries and the governments. There's no there's never been a large scale gold mine in the country for the lifetime of most of these people, most of the regulators. So even support services, um, raw materials, um, spare parts don't exist in the country you know you have to bring it exporting your gold learning that process of exporting your gold going through the various agencies the customs uh the ministry of finance not just the ministry of mines having everyone aligned after you know different industries that are different sorry ministries that are normally so fragmented um so that was all a learning process and quite challenging but there were also some huge advantages of being in nigeria you know uh, even just looking at our financing, the bulk of our financing came from the AFC, which is headquartered in, in Nigeria. Um, there are a lot of transferable skills from the cement and quarry industry. There's some very qualified, you know, um, heads of departments from the from the legal side, from the accounting side, from the finance, uh, not necessarily uh, the mining side as well. And like you say, a very sophisticated oil and gas sector. So through construction, you know, a lot of the skilled labor as well. Uh, we were able to from the from the oil and gas side and implement in in on our project, and that really helps as well. So you know there were some areas that were very challenging, and there were some areas we where we thought it was very advantageous from being in Nigeria. I bet some of the pipe work they were going. What you mean? It's not operating at high pressure and acidic and um, you know, or waxy or you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the welding skills in Nigeria are pretty amazing. Just just one of the things you said, kind of spare parts. Presumably, you have to run with a slightly higher inventory of spare parts than a, a company which is um in a in a more mature mining um destination so you've probably got a uh you, you, were you prepared for that in your working capital or do, have you had to adjust your working capital as you've um uh, come into production oh no no we 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 overcompensated for this you know and we we continue to it's it's a learning process we continue to optimize this every quarter and think what's best um, you know, with all our spare parts, with all our supplies, um, and you know, Nigeria not being, should I say, the mining sector being at its infancy, you know, is also 
also at the back of the supply chain for a lot of these um, these spare parts and reagents. So we have to really plan ahead and make sure we have the ability to stock uh, more than than the normal mining company would. And we've managed to do it uh, properly. We've managed to do it efficiently, and we're we're very happy with how it's run. We haven't had a big impact. In fact, we haven't had a, a negative impact on our costs. And we hope to continue doing that through um, the, the course of the life of the mine. Well, c- congratulations! It's a it's a phenomenal achievement. Let's let's look now at the kind of the capital market side. Um, uh, your your by conventional metrics undervalued, which is presumably um, a lack of understanding of the um, Nigerian um, gold industry. Um, it's presumably also a factor of your relatively short mine life. Um, you're going to questions over the growth and longevity, and you're listed in Canada and in uh, London. Is there a difference in the kind of questions that are asked in London to the kind of questions that are asked in Canada? Um, yeah, yeah, I, w- I would think so. I think um, you know uh, the in- investor, the, the investor community, in capital markets understand West Africa. Or should I say, you're familiar with West Africa a bit more than I have found in in North America. However, you know, I, I, I don't think it's really a, more of a specific London, Nigeria thing or North American, Nigeria thing. I think it's a, a general Nigeria thing uh, because there hasn't been a precedent in terms of having a company investing in, and that has delivered. You know, there's been a swathe of North American companies that invested in, in gold mining in Burkina or in Mali or in um, DRC. And if we were to look at, compare those countries with Nigeria from a political um, stability point of view or an economic point of view or GDP point of view or foreign direct investment point of view, Nigeria would, you know, look at, would appear to be much more economic, stable, a, a bigger economy, uh, more stable politically. However, the fact that it hasn't had a mining sector that's thrived or a mining sector that's, that's had a track record has made it harder to attract these commercial investors. Um, so what I have found is, you know, over the years, uh, once we promise something and if we can deliver and we have delivered, you know, we have gradually got more and more institutionalized in the last 24 months. And I see that continuing. And, you know, it's more about educating people about the environment we're operating. You take the word mining out of it and you compare the foreign direct investment that comes into the country, it's it's significant. Um, and in addition to that, uh, you know, it, every quarter we keep demonstrating we're generating cash, um, where we continue to be successful with our exploration. We have a second project organically, which we hope to, to build. Um, we believe that the market will take notice. Um, so that's all we're focused on now is continuing to deliver and continuing to get the story out there to people um, that there is a, a lot of value here that can still that will still be unlocked, should I say? The the the, the four areas in which you're going to be delivering this year, just if I can summarise it, it's it's the the um, the economic potential of Duta, uh, it's exploration results, and potentially feeding the hopper of longer life at um, Segalola, it's cash generation and um, economic kind of strengthening your balance sheet as a corporate, and then it's kind of the delivery of those production milestones at Segalola. 
I, I would say I would agree with that. You know, strong cash, growth potential, uh, second project in data. And I think overall, um, we I can't overemphasize enough being the first mover in Nigeria. So the first mover advantage there and look at any interesting opportunities in the country. That's also something that um, investors should take note of. So you're so people are coming to you with projects, or you're able to look. You're able to review the database. You're, you've got the relationship with the with the mines department, um, so you yes. can kind of see what all, the priorities are. All, all, all of the above. You know, we're we're building a strong brand and country with a strong re- reputation of doing things correctly and delivering. And you know, we're able to attract opportunities, and also being first on the ground with a organically grown exploration team that's able to go out and find anything that looks interesting. Uh, with all the heavy earth moving equipment we have at the moment, being able to move very flexibly in country as well, um, has opened up a huge amount of opportunities. Uh, that combined with the fact that we've restated our debt uh, facility and we're able to free up cash to move more nimbly and implement exploration much quicker. For example, having our own lab on the mine site, being able to turn around assays in a matter of days instead of five, six weeks. Um, all these provide an excellent first mover advantage, which I don't think uh, the market recognizes and I think they will do this year. Thank you. And just coming on to that debt question, you've got $28 million of debt and you were you were kind of tasked with paying off half in the first, um, you know, it's a very front-loaded facility. Um, what's the schedule of it looking like? You know, have you, have you are you going to be paying that down over, um, how many years will you be paying that down over? So we'll be paying that down over the next 24 months. In fact, in our, in our, Press released earlier um, this year in February. Uh, we we set out the schedule, um, so you know the the repayments aren't onerous this year. There's about one million, one point two million dollars a quarter up until Q4 this year, where it's four million, and then you know a couple of larger size payments towards the end of 2024. So we we uh, we think we've got enough cash cover to repay that. There's also now we have so much a lot more flexibility on the with what we do with our cash there's also a 20 percent suite to the project facility on any cash we upstream for anything so that can also accelerate the debt repayments good shagan thank you so much it's been it's been really um fascinating i wonder before we go could you um i know we've broken down your kind of your new your deliverables into the four streams could you do the same thing but just uh perhaps in quarters you know what your uh, what you'd like to kind of block out news flow wise during the course of the year? Okay, uh, in terms of news flow, next quarter is significant. In, uh, well, well, I'll start with this quarter. This quarter, we will have an updated resource from from Duta in Senegal. We are also kicking off our forty thousand. We've also kicked off our forty thousand meter drill program. So expect news flow uh, in this quarter and second quarter. Um, in terms of in Nigeria, we have quarterly updates on our production. Um, that will include our audit sustaining costs for the quarter. So economically, you'll be able to see how we're performing and what cash we're generating each quarter. In terms of uh, exploration in Nigeria, uh, now drilling. Now we've freed up the cash. Drilling is a parallel process to operations, uh, mine production. So we are constantly drilling at our different targets uh, throughout the year. And starting from Q2 this year, we'll be coming out with drill results. And that will be an ongoing uh, process throughout the, the course of the year. And finally, in Q4 this year, we want to um, end the year in Senegal with a with an economic study, and we're aiming for a preliminary feasibility study there. Brilliant. Good summary. Um, 
good luck and um, maybe see you in Canada at the PDAC. Uh, but thank you very much for the interview. It's been good talking to you. Thank you very much.